0818-715-815. Hello, good afternoon, and you're very welcome to Liveline. It's now a week since a new plaque was erected in the centre of Dublin in Merrion Square, number 12. Merrion Square opposite the National Art Gallery. It was erected by Dublin City Council and it was in memory of a woman called Violet Gibson. And she's most famous. The books about her and indeed the radio and TV programmes about her say Violet Gibson, the Irish woman who shot Mussolini, the Italian uh, dictator in 1926. But she missed. She skimmed his nose and he he continued doing whatever he was doing. Uh, There's the... uh, Plaque on number 12, Marion Square, where she was born into a very well-off background. Violet uh, says, uh, commemorates Violet not for shooting at Mussolini, but for being an anti-fascist. Now, we were contacted by a number of people, including Dennis O'Higgins in Monaghan. Dennis, do you want to lay out your stall and tell us why you object to this plaque? <laughs> I do, Joe. I want to lay out my stall. I'm looking at a photograph uh, and from the Irish Times, uh, probably on Friday last. Yeah, it was everywhere. Uh, it, it was on RTE. It was everywhere, in fairness. It was, everywhere, yeah. indeed, yeah. And I'm looking at three, what I consider very foolish-looking politicians, at the end of a rope, pulling this, unveiling this plaque. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this plaque, of course, is to glorify uh, murder or attempted murder by this uh, Violet Gibson. That's the only thing that made her famous. Her name would never be known only for it. And they are glorifying her, uh, and I don't think that's right. And that, that, that's my stall, Joe. And what's your well? Who was Violet Gibson? And what is just for people who don't know her? Mm. What's your understanding of who she was? The plaque, uh, by the way, the plaque doesn't say Violet Gib- in memory of Violet Gibson, the woman who tried to shoot Mussolini was born here. It says Violet Gibson, anti-fascist, was born here. Oh, well, that's a very cute ploy on their part because probably if they put the truth up, they wouldn't be allowed maybe to hang it up on the wall. Um, they're the glorifying criminality, there's no doubt about that. Uh, the, the country could be pasted with uh, plaques like that if every person that shot at another or shot, shot at them or shot them dead or assassinated them had a plaque erected in their memory. Well, it does, um, it does happen. Hmm? It does happen. Well, it does, but uh, it does, Joe. But I mean, where would that end? I don't think uh, politicians should get involved in glorifying this type of thing. There are plenty of pe- other people deserve plaques maybe for good that that they have done. But I don't rightly understand why to glorify this lady. And and then she spent uh, most of her life, in a, as we know, in a mental institution. So she was probably deranged. Well, no doubt she was. Well, well, that's well. Being in a mental institution is no guarantee that you're deranged. For a start. Secondly, the the argument and anything I've read about um, uh, Violet Gibson and indeed um, the times that were in it, um, she she was obviously caught on the spot. She didn't attempt to disappear. She was caught on the spot and yeah. then a deal was done between Mussolini who was then Prime Minister of uh, uh, Italy fast becoming a dictator. A deal was done between him and Winston Churchill to repatriate Violet to the UK where yeah. um, apparently the deal was, uh, Churchill said if she's repatriated we put her in a mental asylum. Ah yeah but there must be, there had to be a mental problem. You see what I'd like to know is who was the paymaster who put her up to all this she didn't just do that of her why, own volition. Yeah, why, why do you say that? Well, I say that because uh, highly unlikely uh, in those times that, uh, uh, you know, men usually got involved in war. Very few women. Some did, I know that. Uh, but uh, from reading up on her myself, I, I, I glean that, that uh, she was put up to it. Uh, and, by, if it by, and if it was a man, would you say, would you say he was put up to it? Well, if I had read enough about him, I might. I can't say offhand, but I have. I, I'm interested in history, and I, I do write on history. Well, whoever, uh, well, Dennis, whoever put her up to it, if if your thesis is correct, hmm. whoever put her up to her wasn't much use because he picked the worst shot in Ireland and Italy. She well, was, you never know. She was, a, some... she was a few. She was a few feet away from him, and she hmm. missed. Well, she did, I know, but you know, she could. You never know what happened. From she could have taken. Well, there was a crowd. There was a crowd there, and then the crowd turned. She could have shot mm. someone in the crowd, but that would have been accidental. 
Um, yeah. But they still would have been dead. But, the, but, but, but she could have, but, but the crowd yeah. then turned on her and bat her, yeah. her up. Yeah, they did. But I mean, nonetheless, uh, she, that's why she's famous for, for trying to murder someone. And then we, we have these three politicians pulling this rope to glorify her. And well, it's just, yeah, I don't yeah, think that's yeah. right. Now you're playing, you're playing fast and loose now, Dennis, with the, the pulling the rope analogy. They, they're unveiling the plaque. It's a, it's a little strange. Well, they look very foolish. Well, Rose, Rosita Sweetman, well-known author and journalist. And Rosita, when, when I mentioned this the other day, um, you sent us an email uh, about uh, Violet. Why do you think Dennis is wrong, very wrong? Um, I, I think it's funny for a start that he's saying he's giving out about a plaque put up to somebody who, who murdered or attempted to murder somebody. Um, like the whole country is coming down with statues to people who who fought and killed people. Mm. Like that's, that's the history of our independence struggle. Um, if, I, if I had been alive and been with Violet, I would have helped her to do it. Like Mussolini was an absolutely murderous monster. Mm-hmm. He he launched Hitler on the world, and he was responsible himself for over three million deaths. She it was it was an incredibly brave act on her part. But in 1926, she, I don't want to get into situation. But in 1926, Mussolini he had been. Now I know the the Italian system is odd to say the least are different, as we still know, but and it has changed since then. But he was elected under the system that was in, uh, that was constitutionally agreed in Italy at the time. There wasn't a coup. I know people talk about the march on Rome and indeed Mussolini tried to garner that as a reason. But he was actually appointed by, he was asked by the king, um, it's happening today, he's asked by the king to form a government because of the, because of the, the percentage of votes he got in an election. So yeah, I'm just saying in, 19, in 1926, he didn't, he hadn't murdered three million people. No, but he had, he was three years into a fascist dictatorship yeah. and he'd, he'd only gained power through um, whipping people up. But it, Europe was in absolute um, turmoil at the time and Hitler mm-hmm. and Mussolini got in because um, everyone was terrified that... And now, so now, in fairness, now Hitler was six years off getting in. This is 1926. It's not 1932. Yeah, but Hitler, Hitler and was, Yeah, he was, but um, they, were, they were part of the same right-wing backlash against huge poverty right across Europe and people trying to... Landless people trying to get land, um, workers in the city mm-hmm. trying to get jobs. And they were backed by the church, by the Catholic church. Like when um, the evening after Violet Gibson attempted okay. to kill Mussolini, there were te deums all over Rome. All the bells in the churches in Rome rang out in gratitude that this guy... Okay. This so, ghastly... So, so, well, it- you so, know it, no, no, I just want to ask Rosita one more. Rosita, can I ask you, as well, Dennis yeah. did his explanation, well then can I ask you to, to alert our listeners, our listeners as to who you believe Violet Gibson was and why she deserves this honour in the... And it is a big honour to get a plaque by the City Council in the centre of Dublin. Why did she deserve this? I think she, what I've read about her and um, like through wonderful documentary by Siobhan Lynham, Yeah. Um, RTE and um, a documentary on TG Cahar. Um, like, she was a tiny little person. Like she was five foot one, I think. Mm-hmm. The daughter of a very, very wealthy um, Anglo-Irish family had a lot of ill health, physical ill health, when she was young. Okay. In a family that was Christian scientists. And they believed that ill health was um, a sign of evil. So she was um, very clearly very, very sensitive. Um, there was a lot of religious turmoil and she went from Christian scientist to Catholicism. Mm-hmm. And um, through Catholicism went to uh, social justice Catholicism, which was okay. then 
strong in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, and she she fought very strongly on issues of social justice um, and became, um, just before she attempted to kill Mussolini, okay. he had murdered somebody, a rival of his, in the most ghastly way. Matteotti, yeah. That's horrific, horrific. Yeah, and he, absolutely and he, well, he'd kill, he, well, he'd kill other opponents as well. But that, that, it, it, I know um, at, that, I, at that stage... But he was an absolute brute, Mussolini. He was also insane. Like, you know, he, he was the one who was actually insane. He was the one who should have been locked up, not little Violet. Um and she wasn't a shrinking and the way she was Dennis. Sorry, Joe. Sorry. Go, go ahead, Dennis. I said she wasn't a shrinking violet. But um, if we all if we all shot dictators, I mean, during my working life, I had many of them. If we all sorted out the problems by shooting dictators, there'd be an awful lot of people lying on our streets. Uh, and had, had that lady succeeded in shooting dead mm. Mussolini, there'd be another Mussolini behind him anyway. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't on his own. There are plenty behind them. So it's not the way to solve things. And it certainly isn't the way for politicians mm-hmm. to glorify. In fact, Joe, I'll be but honest just, with you. Could I, I just I, ask Dennis a question? Could I mm-hmm. just yes, ask go you ahead, Rosita, yeah. Look, Violet was put away for her entire life. Mm-hmm. She was brought home from Rome, brought to Harley Street, washed, drugged, and brought up to a mental hospital. Like, it was absolutely horrific. She was given no trial. Nobody asked to hear what her motives were, Mm -hmm. what her idea was. And Mussolini was allowed to walk free to go on and murder and kill thousands of people and plunge Italy into a horrific civil war. Like Italy was only liberated by a terrible civil war. On the balance of justice, you're saying... Violet Gibson is the bad person and should be put away for a whole life. So and Mussolini is okay. Well, I, I, I never said that. that. No, no. What I'm saying is, if she was mentally deranged, like a lot of other people, she's not the only one who was put away for mental problems. And that, no, that's, she that's wasn't no put hers. away for mental problems. She wasn't well, put away for mental well, problems. Well, I don't know that, no, you she, don't. You don't know was, that. Well, all the evidence seems to lead to that. Like, um, no, that it she was not at all. It absolutely and, does. And did, did, did it, anyone, did anyone, Rosie, did any of her family try and get her, try and liberate her from this mental hospital? Not one single person. Did no. Why? Everyone why? in her life walked away. Well, why was that? Why did that her family walk something? away? Why did her family walk away? Yeah. Yeah, because good she, question. She wasn't um, part, she wasn't behaving like the daughter mm-hmm. of the Anglo-Irish elite should behave. Mm. She, she was behaving against her type and people okay. don't, don't like that, particularly so powerful aristocrats so don't like that. There's two issues, two issues at stake here. One, is it justified to try and to assassinate a dictator if you believe that person is evil? And two... If you do try and do this and you don't succeed, or indeed do succeed, should you have a memorial in the capital of Ireland to that fact outside yeah. where you were honouring? So she's the only person from number 12 that is honoured. So should you, so there's two issues. Justified to, to shoot, to try and shoot a dictator, Rosita, you believe it is, and two... Um, a plaque to commemorate that, and Rosita, you believe it is, but there are there could be two issues. Someone could believe it was justified, but not not a plaque. Dick Tynan, Joe at RT.ie, five one double five one is the text number. Yeah. And um, go ahead, Dick. You're listening to Rosita yeah, and Dennis. Yes, to me, this is unbelievable that this phone call goes through. Last week, I saw the same ad in the paper, uh, heard the radio about this one night, then I saw the story on this lunatic. I said, is there, pulling up a plaque is a commemoration. Are we supposed to commemorate all would-be killers? I mean, come on now. We didn't get, who gave us them the right on our behalf to put up a plaque about a would-be yeah. assassin? Yeah. If they tried to kill the Pope, they tried to kill Ronald Reagan, but I'm damn sure there's no plaques over where they're from. 
Yeah. How did it Ireland get her freedom except by people going out and killing people? Listen, Mrs. Will was, you talk what, on your own what behalf? Was 19, what was 1916 about but people killing you know, that's not the issue. Rosita, Rosita, no, no, hang on, Rosita, is it not? Is it not fair to say, sorry, Rosita, is it not fair to say that 1916 was a military operation? That, yeah. that Parik Pearson and uh, James Connolly and, and uh, the leaders of 1916 didn't set out to shoot and murder people. They yeah. set out to take on the British army or the British forces, as they mm. were in Dublin. They didn't. They didn't uh, deliberately shoot civilians. I know they were the majority killed, but they didn't deliberately shoot uh, civilians. They didn't oh, uh, when they when they captured. No, just just saying when they captured prisoners yeah, in sorry. 1916. An oft an oft forgotten fact. When they captured prisoners uh, in 1916, Pierce or Connolly would not execute them. They released them. They, so, so it was, to, to say that 19... I know it's, we could be arguing from here till, till Christmas, but to say that 1916 was just an act of terror is wrong. Because they so, were, they, it was a what military was operation. Can I say something? It yeah, wasn't uh, okay. an act of terror. Of course it wasn't. It was a political act. I, can I say something? Dick, I, Dennis, I, yeah. Well, sorry, thanks, Joe. Um, I have written to the Garda Commissioner asking that this be investigated with a view to having that plaque taken down. What, what, totally concur. What, 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 yeah. what be investigated, Dennis? The inv- to see is it legal, because I don't believe it is. I don't think it's right to glorify murder, anyone that murdered or attempted to murder someone else. And it'll not be me that it'll be decided. It'll be the commissioner or the Gardaí, whoever investigates it. Sure, sure. True Harris has no role in that. True hmm? Harris has no role in a plaque on a, it's a, on a it's house a, in Merrion Square on, on, on private property. It's aiding and abetting. It's aiding and okay. abetting. Dick Tyne, and I'm not being. Dick, I'll let you in again. I wasn't fair to you there, time wise. Go ahead, Dick. Is it, would it be okay to put up a, a, one of these plaques to the guy that killed Michael Collins? I don't think so. Nobody knows who killed Michael uh, look, Collins. Look, you seem to know everything. But no, but who, who killed Michael Collins? I couldn't <laughs> well, put up a plaque. There you go, you're prejudiced right away. And you're prejudiced regarding this woman who decided to assassinate someone she didn't know of, madam. But who, who killed Michael Collins? I'm bringing up the fact that Michael Collins was assassinated, but did they put up yeah. that fact down there where the guy that assassinated him? He seems no, to know because the man that. who assassinated him has never been publicly Name. Now remember, the Col- now remember, Rosita, and sorry, not you, Dick. The the Collins family do not regard it, and, and they were quite clear about this. In fairness, they knew they do not. This doesn't change anything, but uh, they do not regard the killing of Michael Collins a hundred years ago uh, to about eight weeks ago. They do not regard it as an assassination. They regard it as part of a war that was going on at the time. A war, but but but, they, but Dick, but Dick, Dick, but Dick, to take up Rosita's point, did Michael Collins kill anybody? That's not the issue, Joe. Well, the, his name is everywhere. Collins Avenue, Collins Barracks. Right now, you want to do a Collins day? Do it another day. No, but <laughs> no, but you're saying you should not have a plaque to someone who killed somebody, regardless no, of the circumstances. And in the name of the Irish nation, only last week. Why did they wait all those years to do this? And who gave them the authority? Did they look for it's permission? City to can't, they don't have to. Yeah, they don't have to. The only that permission that the only permission they need to ask is the permission of the owner of Twelve Marion Square. I don't know who that is now. Well, then it do should they need be planning permission. What they're doing is encouraging would-be assassinations. Do they need planning permission? No, I don't think so. I think once once no, the owner of the property, opinion, it's only a small. It's a small plaque the size <laughs> of a. A, a, a very large, very very large um, dinner plate or a shield or whatever. Putting so, a plaque for someone who tried to commit murder. I I, I would have but, but, but Rosita, but Rosita made the point, Dick, and I let Rosita in to make it again. That um, the, the, you're tripping over statues and memorials around the country, north and south, to people who've who've yeah, killed people. Those statues are not glorifying would be killers, surely. That's what she was, would be murder. And I had the gun jammed the second time, he would be dead. 
Do I don't d- like Mussolini, but yeah, I'm certainly but not going to put a plaque on the wall. Well done, Rosie. Yeah, but there is. You, you nearly got him. We've a, we've a plaque to Countess Markovic. We've a swimming pool named Countess Markovic. We've yeah, a park. But she and, no, hang on. Joe, she did. She shot. Well, you can see she shot a, an unarmed policeman. On, in the back of the head and Stephen's Green <laughs> on Easter Monday morning. She admitted to that. But that's not the point, Joe. So what it is the point? What the point? The point is you don't commemorate something with a plaque that's like saying, hard luck there and you didn't get him this time, but well done for trying. That's not that's not my point of view. Yeah, just go and order to do the same right? thing. If you don't like right. someone, who, who gets the licence to kill? If I don't like someone, should I get a license, go on, kill that dictator? Exactly. Where would that end? We, in Ireland, every every decade almost, we had an armed uprising trying to get mm-hmm. freedom for Ireland. Men with guns or with pikes or with whatever mm-hmm. they could get yes, their hands is. on. We all know that. It was, it was political. It was a political struggle and they felt the only way it still is a political yeah. struggle. Sorry? It still is a political struggle to get the Brits out of Ireland. Of course it is. Yeah, and, and I wouldn't justify shooting in the North. Well, that's Certainly not. another thing. Yeah, like that's an, another day's work. Now, you're but, defending this woman's right to have a plaque in her memory for yeah. trying to kill somebody. Yeah. And that's the point. You can't mm. get out of Well, remember, one. the plaque doesn't but say is it that... Because the... she's a woman, you object to having a plaque. But you oh, don't... come on, I'm not a misogynist, but you certainly seem to be, male-wise. Well, what, what do you say then to all of the statues and plaques all around Ireland commemorating people who've gone out and fought and killed? Like, what... Maybe we should clear up of them and get, get rid of them too. You know, uh, if they are glorifying... Murders, get rid of them, I would think. Absolutely. But they they were glorifying a fight for freedom. Who was? All of the people who fought who for Ireland. glorify a fight for freedom. But that's a so, different aspect of what we're discussing, how surely. Is it different? How is it different? I don't get that. I know you don't want to get it. No, I I don't understand where you're coming from. Well, I, I said I objected to a plaque being put in my name and other people's names, if they so wish, without uh, asking, mm-hmm. is it legal, A? And this, or, is it right? It's, Why don't they put it indoors? Is it right Why don't they put it in the building? would be murderer. But she it, was fighting for freedom. She was fighting it, look, for judge, social justice. <laughs> judge Judy got, if, 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 you know what I'm saying, the, the fact of the matter is there's a plaque up there this week that wasn't there before about not a worthy cause, a despicable cause, trying to kill somebody. Where but she was trying to... She was Italy is not Ireland. What, what Mussolini could, was an absolute bastard. That's not the point. So is Hitler, so is Stalin, so is There's people. an awful lot of them around. Yeah. Well, there aren't that many at that level. Well, if they're given the license. I haven't met many you see, people we see, we killed see. three million other people. I haven't met many of them. I haven't met any, but I'm not getting plaques put up with. Yeah, Todd, pre- Todd Prevost. Todd, Todd, what's your background, please? Joe at uh, rd.ie before the break. I, Todd, uh, your point, please, yeah. Hi, good afternoon. Uh, my background uh, before uh, moving to Ireland was a police officer for 25 years in the United States. Okay. And, uh, I've, I've listened, uh, listened to uh, the discussion today, and my fair and balanced view, if I, were, if I can just sim- simply share, is I think, first of all, there's the historical piece of it, and I, I hear whatever the guests are advocating and saying, you know, why she did what she did and from there how they're commemorating it. Fast forwarding to this day, 2022, I think that it's important for everyone to know that the young people and other people who are so impressionable, they look to see what the government and what individuals uh, do and the decisions they make. And then from there, that's the decision they make. So if they were to look at it and say that somebody's being commemorated or committed an offense, in this case, um, shooting somebody uh, because of, uh, of their view on the individual, then I think that sometimes opens the gate for people to think that it's okay to do that, and that's what ensues violence. So it's one thing for for the for the government in this case, uh, you know, the mayor in Dublin City to commemorate this individual and recognizing uh, something that she did in history and putting a plaque up there. If that's something that the, the taxpayers want to allow and do to commemorate that for a piece of history, I accept that. But I think the important thing is the fact that 
there has to be a real fair and balanced debate about what the action was and what was the knock-on effect. It's horrific, unfortunately, how she was tried. In this case, it would it would appear to be extremely unfair. And yes, I would she accept wasn't it. Tried. She well, wasn't tried. She wasn't ever tried. No, no, ma'am. I know, I understand. I'm just trying to finish a point. My, my point would be as well, too, is that he was an evil dictator. We understand that. But I think that if we give everybody the license to go out and kill and make the decision themselves without mm. going through the appropriate yeah. process, totally then, then yeah. what, what, what do we but have But, I here? mean, so, you're coming from a country where every, every white male virtually believes they have a right to carry a gun and go and shoot well, other people. Uh, I would, I, I would have to humbly dis- I would. I wouldn't agree with that totally. Out of fifty states, there are shootings every- in America. Yeah, but Rosita, is it fair to say that every white male in the states that's correct believes that's- they can carry a gun and shoot people? No, that's true. Well, so, so I'm it's- sorry. <laughs> the word, but- but Anyhow. The Oh, give me okay. A well, 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 well. Let's uh, just before the break. Let me read this out, and people can guess who who this came this came from. I won't read it out in full, but people can uh, ruminate over the break who sent it to His Excellency Benito Benito Mussolini, President of the Council of Rome, on behalf of. I'm not telling you who. I have the honour to congratulate Your Excellency and the Italian people on the providential escape of Your Excellency from the odious attempt on your person. Sincerely hoping that the wound is not serious, I send you my most earnest wishes for your speedy recovery. The infamous attempt has caused much indignation here. Here was where and who wrote that. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. The statement I read out before the break was from uh, President uh, Cosgrave, uh, the uh, president of the Executive Council of the Irish Free State, effectively our Taoiseach at the time. President Cosgrave has sent the following telegram of sympathy to His Excellency Benito, Benito Mussolini, president of the Council uh, Rome, on behalf of the, of the government of the Irish Free State, I have the honour to congratulate Your Excellency and the Italian people on the providential escape of Your Excellency from the odious attempt on your person. Sincerely hoping that the wound is not serious, I send you my most earnest wishes for your speedy recovery. The infamous attempt has caused much indignation here. Signed, Cosgrave, President of the Executive Council of the Irish Free State. What do you think of that, Rosita? Oh, I think it's so pathetic. I think it's... But he was, you know, he was our demo, and I know we I watch now whatever people say, oh, typical Fine Gael or whatever. It was coming to Gael at the time anyway. <laughs> but, but like De Valera did the same when it came to... Like the, he, was, he was democratically elected, and here is the democratically elected leader of the Irish Free State extending his sympathy uh, on, on, um, on an equal level to someone who he regarded as... Uh, equally legitimate as well and saying it was an odious attempt on your life and uh, the country has caused it has caused much indignation here in Ireland so is it is it of its time are we are we now putting this patina on on looking back at history and saying well 10 weeks late 10 minutes later the Irish government said Violet was wrong. Ten days later, they said she was wrong. Ten years later, she said she was wrong. But a hundred years later, the it's not the government, it's the city council, are saying she was right. So, the reason I, I think that um, it was pathetic, Joe, that other governments in Europe, including the Irish government, knew very well that Mussolini was going round with armies of brown shirts, armed and mm-hmm. um, beating up people, taking out um, trade unionists, taking out socialists, taking out poets. They knew he was a bully and a brute. Mm-hmm. They knew very well that's who he was. That he gloried in that in being that. It, I think. Um, yeah, well, we know, and, but but how come how come Ireland didn't participate in World War Two then? If we knew all this. How come the the, German, or the Americans had to be dragged into World War Two after Pearl Harbor? If we knew all this, World War Two was nineteen thirty nine. This is nineteen twenty six. Well, um, I suppose it was Dev kept us out of the war. Well, Dev was elected by by people. He like he, Dev wasn't a dictator. Oh, no. Yeah, no, I didn't say he was at all. But it was it was he kept us out of the war. But and um, 
the American, like nobody wants to go to war. And like I absolutely hate violence. And, yeah, and okay, I understand. I know, that, with I, know that, I know that. I know that. However, but I just think. The but do you think? Do you, do you, do you think? Do you think? What was done to her? And what was done in, to him. in the psychi- but that what was done to to Violet in the psychiatric hospital could could again I I'm we'll have I'm sure we'll hear stories from people who were we've heard them before on Liveline who were wrongly incarcerated and it's the only word in, in in mental hospitals in Ireland by members of their own family when it came to a row over <laughs> land or whatever or internecine yeah. famine famine but do you think Rosita the course of history can be changed by killing one person? Well, it certainly can, yes. Like, isn't that how um, the war started? It, it absolutely can. Like, I don't think it's, it's um, politically a very savvy thing to do because it usually just creates a maelstrom of violence. And people actually did say if, if Violet had succeeded in killing Mussolini... Italy would have absolutely um, erupted into into flames. Um, so, like, I don't I don't agree with going around shooting people, but what I feel is it's one of the oldest tricks in the book to say a woman is mad. A woman puts her head above the parapet. Oh, she's mad. Yeah, but I don't. Uh, in fairness, I don't know if that's if that's the. If that's the envelope that people are putting on it today, I don't. I, I'm in, in fairness, Karina uh, uh, Hopkins. Karina, good afternoon. You're listening. You're listening to this debate. Hi, Joe. Hi, Karina. Um, no, you were just making reference to the fact that Violet was left in an institution for mm. thirty years. Just, um, I trained as a nurse in St James's Hospital, and part of our training was that we were sent to um, a psychiatric hospital in. My case, I was sent to St. Peter's in Port Ryan for yeah. six-week placement. Yeah. And uh, the first day at work, I was given two large keys. And these were the keys to a double-locked uh, psychogeriatric unit. And there were approximately 40 women, to my recollection, yeah. inside in that room. They were all in their sort of roughly 70s, some 80s, some perhaps oh. a little bit younger. Yeah. And they had all been placed there um, at the age of 18, 19, 20. The eldest was 23 when she was placed there. And from um, uh, the the routine, I don't know if you want to go into the routine, but these ladies Mm. were heavily sedated. Um, I don't remember any of them being capable of a communication. They were all physically mobile. Um, They were gotten up in the morning, dressed. Um, fed their breakfast, some of them could feed themselves and then they were um, given some more drugs. They sat in a circle for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my jobs was to um, uh, I was given a, a biscuit tin of cheap makeup and I had to go around and uh, uh, put makeup on them and uh, they just sat there and rocked for the day. Um, in the afternoon they would go for sleep and that's when I would read their charts and I was encouraged to read their charts. They, the nursing staff were very kind, I remember okay. that. Yeah. But um, I remember asking one of the nurses in particular, why was this lady put in? Yeah. And she had some detail on some of them. I remember her telling me one lady wouldn't marry whoever her parents had chosen. My God. Um, I remember her telling me that one lady was thought to be gone out with a boy from the village and her family didn't want her to get pregnant. Um, I do remember one particular lady had a psychiatric illness and she was halfway through college and was diagnosed with schizophrenia. But that's the only recollection I have of Mm. any of those 40 odd ladies having um, any any kind of a, you know, a diagnosable illness. Um, And Karina, your understanding was they had been... They had been incarcerated in St. Edith's, you say a locked ward. Uh, double locked ward. Double locked ward. For, so de- you, for you, decades. For, or, or for for decades. They went in, let's say, 20 and they just stayed there till they died. Um, oh, I, God almighty. Yeah, I would have watched the, the Magdalene programmes over the years mm-hmm. and would have always thought, you know, where did these ladies um, fit in? 
Um, I don't recollect that any of them had given birth. Now that's not to say um, they had. Um, I'm what I'm in my fifties now, so I would have been nineteen at the time or so. But um, I don't recollect that they were, you know, regarded as mm. fallen women. They were almost put in there before. Um, anything happened but it was seemed to be very much um, on the on the basis of family or yeah. whatever deciding that maybe they didn't get on with their families or I don't know but um, certainly when I heard about Violet being incarcerated for 30 years um, I thought oh well I suppose Ireland wasn't the only country doing that Yeah but remember and um like I'm remembering, I'm trying. Well, I'm remembering. I'm, re- I'm remembering a piece here on Liveline, which came up totally accidentally in 2000. I think it was near, it was near Christmas 2011, when we had a phone call from a woman. At, now it could be wrong, Louise Bailey, who was talking about something completely different, and she happened to mention that she was an advocate, uh, a mental health advocate in for St Brandon's in in Dublin, and she happened to mention. Uh, and and that a number of uh, residents of the Grange Gorman people know it as it's now uh, DIT or uh, Technological University of Dublin. She happened to mention that because of staff shortages over Christmas, a number of people, uh, women in an open ward, were being moved to a locked ward for Christmas. A locked ward. This oh, is yeah. a, this is not a hundred and ten yeah. years ago. This is yeah. eleven years ago. Now, yeah. because of, because of the outcry that was generated by that, I know a doll group of TDs in fairness went up to to investigate or whatever, and the women were subsequently relocated. But that was the plan to move those women. This is two thousand and eleven into a locked ward for Christmas because of staff shortages. So well, we don't I, have to look to. Yeah, it's funny you should mention Grange Gorman because I remember another nursing colleague around the time, she was a student nurse around the same time, and she had done her placement in Grange Gorman and she had spoken about, you know, a similar type of scenario to what I saw in St. Edith. So I, you know, I just thought, well, there must be all over the country these rooms, these, these locked wards um, where people were placed and it's it's funny, I've often wondered why it never came out, you know, why we never I think I th- talk about it and I don't know, I mean I'm, I'm, mm. I'm not particularly opinionated in politics but, you know, if Violet does nothing only lift the lid on yeah. these awful places because to be honest, I think a plaque should be erected to these poor women, they really had no lives I, I remember I used to really like geriatric nursing and there's quite a bit yeah. in St. James. But, you know, you could talk to people and hear their stories. Yeah. And uh, it, it was just one area of nursing I always liked. Um, but this was quite different. You were literally just taking them out of bed, um, helping them get dressed, um, feeding them, giving them... Well, I wasn't giving them tablets and that was the nurses. But it was all just the routine and no conversation because they were so heavily drugged. Um, just a very sad place. It's yeah, one of those places yeah. I've always, I suppose, carried with me. We need to be. We need to be ever vigilant. Eileen, thank you, Karina. Uh, to Karina sure. Hopkins, thank you so much. Bye. Um, uh, Joe at RT.ie five one double five one is the text number. Eileen Don, you're listening to uh, Dennis, who contacted us, and then Dick, who contacted us, and they object to this plaque uh, in Merrion Square to Violet Gibson, the woman who in 1926 tried to assassinate uh, Mussolini. Eileen, your point, please. Well, hi, Joe. Hi. No, my point is that had she been successful, perhaps the lives of 7,000 Jews who subsequently died um, in um, mm-hmm. Germany because of the racial laws that were introduced by Mussolini in 38, maybe those lives could have been saved had Mussolini been killed. But I, mm-hmm. t- yeah, I really support this plaque. But... <laughs> You see, I, I, I only mention of Mussolini, but must, I suppose the question, there's two questions. If, Dennis made the point, of, if she had succeeded in, in killing Mussolini, like remember, she was nearly torn apart by Mussolini's followers and there were a lot of them in Italy at the time. He was asked by, is it Emmanuel, to form a government, Victoria, to form a, to form a government constitutionally he was allowed former government because of the results of the election. 
Whereas now it was a skewed election in terms of their system. If you got above a certain percentage, you got a greater percentage of the seats. But anyway, you can argue that's the same in, in the UK at the minute. The Tories got 41% in the last election. The Labour Party got 40. Yet the Tories got nearly, uh, what, they have a majority of 90, 80 seats at this stage. Um, but Eileen, you're talking about 1938. This was 1926. Yeah, I know. But I'm just thinking she had great foresight, this woman. What did she see? She must have known what was coming down the road. She must have foreseen it. And, you know, mm-hmm. I think we should all, you know, delve into her life and say, you know, I think she's to be honoured. But she has been honoured. Yeah, she is. But even There's more. There's no doubt and, about that. I don't know whether I read it in Italian or English. But what was a very poignant moment was when she was imprisoned in Italy, she made a list of what she wanted brought to her cell. Okay. And it was just so poignant. She wanted a rosary, a needle and thread, her favourite black dress. I can't remember the other items, but I remember being really touched by it. Okay. Because she, you know, this is the, the woman, the human. And I really do agree with Elzita. I think that the men who have phoned in are really seeing this with the male gaze. And I don't know if it would object if a man had it. Well, I asked. Well, I didn't. In fairness, I did ask them. I did ask them that, and they they did. In fairness, in fairness to the man, they did deny. They did did say they. I know they deny. In fairness, so ingrained in the Irish society. Yeah, but every every day people in every way are trying are trying to fight uh, things like misogyny and homophobia and transphobia. Every day in every way people are trying trying to fight it. A quick break and then uh, a number of other people want to come in uh, including a man from uh, Macedonia. uh, Joe at rt.ie Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815 Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. In 1926, an Irish woman called Violet Gibson, relatively young at the time, but she was in she was an adult. Uh, she uh, went to Italy, uh, got a gun, and uh, at one of the many gatherings that uh, Benito Mussolini, who was then Prime Minister of Italy, uh, was at, she tried to uh, kill him. She took a shot at him and hit him on the the bullet. But apparently people think there was two bullets, but the, the, the bullets grazed his nose. The Irish government condemned the act and offered their uh, great sympathy and, and thanks to Providence for Mussolini's survival. Last week, a plaque was put up in Dublin by Dublin City Council in honour of Viola Gibson, where she was born 12, Marion Square. Two arguments that have been raised by our listeners so far and, and uh, argued. One is, is it right to try and kill a dictator to change the course or someone who you perceive at that stage in 1926 uh, as a dictator to try and change the course of history? That's a very uh, straightforward question. And two, is it correct to uh, erect a plaque in memory of someone who tried to kill another human being? That's the the the, the way I'm uh, hearing it at this stage. Uh, uh, Paul Kenny. Paul, good afternoon. Hi, Joe. How are you uh, doing? What, what do you think? Um... I've, I'm conflicted about it. The same way I'd be conflicted about, I suppose, our own history, I suppose. You know, the argument is, like, you know, have you got the right to take another life? Mm-hmm. Uh, and can you justify it on, 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 on grounds? You, you know, you, you, you look at regime change historically. You know, what's gone on in Latin America, let's say, with the regime change, where certain other countries had huge influences on how governments change. Well, you're thinking, you're thinking of Pinochet and the American government. Yeah, yeah, yeah the most obvious one. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I, I do have conflicting views about it, but I think, I, 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 don't, I don't really have a problem with a plaque being unveiled, really. Uh, I suppose if you look at, I suppose, the, 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 what Mussolini, I suppose, was what he did later. Mm. However, it's a bit odd that he would have been assassinated in 1926 when... At that point, there was no, let's say, outward signs of any, um, uh, we'll say, anti-Semitism. He was heavily influenced by Adolf Hitler in later years, and it wasn't until mm. about 1936, really, about 10 years after the assassination attempt, that Mussolini had, had very obvious anti-Semitic leanings, but that was heavily influenced by you know, Nazi Germany. Um, in fact, Italy was never really 
you could never really regard Italy as a really anti-Semitic country. France during the war was actually probably more anti-Semitic than mm-hmm. Italy was. But um, like anti-Semitism would probably be by the, the biggest thing that I have a, an issue with at the moment. You know, it's the big. I think it's the worst hate crime that unfortunately is still has where the ugly yeah. head. It's still there. Like, but on know. the two questions today, Paul, one, uh, is it right to try and change the course of history by shooting uh, an elected, he was elected at that stage, 1926. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he was also known as, like, as they, 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 they were not short of intimidating and indeed killing their opponents. But is, oh, it, yeah. is it right to... Uh, assassinate someone to try and change the course of history and two is it correct yeah. then to memorialise them um, Clo- yeah, down, down. It, I remember the memorial the memorial is much closer to home the memorial is yeah. in Merrion Square in Dublin it's, it's, it's a tough one it's a tough one really I, I'm still very conflicted about it like you know my, my political heroes would be people like O'Connell and Parnell because I still I still struggle I struggle with 1916 I certainly struggle with mm. the war of independence um, I, 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 I'm not I'm not going to come down heavy on one side or the other well if but, you went um, if you went to see um, which I know a lot of people have uh, if you went to see the Banshee of Inishirin you'll struggle with the civil war Oh, I do. Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. will struggle yeah, with. Yeah, you will struggle. Yeah. That, well, that, that's part of the, the question. You will struggle yeah. with the civil war and violence mm. and brother against brother and friend against. Yeah, friend. yeah. Oh, yeah. But you see, I think I think probably something that might have been missed today is um, Violet Gibson's uh, state of mind. Um, in fact, to to actually suggest, I I, I don't believe actually it was necessarily. A, there was a political motive behind her actions. Mm. Her actions may have perhaps been more, possibly not even, possibly religious, but even then, there's doubt around that. Because if you actually, if you if you if you know, I, I've I've looked up a little bit about her, and obviously mm-hmm. I know I'd know a little bit more about Mussolini, but they were very similar in character. They were both uh, staunchly nationalist, and mm-hmm. um, they were both um, staunchly they were the religious fanatics. Uh, she had converted to Catholicism, I believe, in in her in her forties, I think, and um, she uh, was very, very much. She was obsessed with the, you know, this concept of martyrdom. Um, there's, okay. uh, uh, she saw herself as perhaps a martyr. Like she did attempt. There's, I don't know whether it's true or not, but there's theories around that. I don't know for sure now. Somebody else could correct me on this, but I believe I did read it somewhere that she actually attempted to kill herself after she attempted to uh, after she shot, shot Mussolini, mm. and that a, a bullet went in and damaged her ribs or something, you know. But I don't know. I can't really verse that. But I do believe there was there was. They say two bullets were fired. I believe one of them was for Mussolini and the other one was for her. And I think she saw herself as a great martyr. But to suggest that it was politically motivated, I, I don't believe. Like if it was somebody, if it was a communist had done it. You could say, yeah, okay, or somebody mm. on the left, or somebody who just lately was staunchly anti-fascist. I could understand, but uh, Violet Gibson was none of those things. Okay. From what I, from what I've read, okay, there's okay. been a lot of stuff undocumented about her. You know, okay, Joe, with RT Daddy, I want to bring. Um, yeah, you're basically saying she was going to shoot Mussolini and then shoot herself. Yeah, well, actually, there's, a, so there's another theory going around that a friend of hers actually believed when she was on her way to Rome that she was possibly going to be on her way to actually assassinate the Pope. So what do you make of that? Um, that was a clear, in other words, it was, it was obviously based on what she had said and the conversations she had with the piece of people closest to her. Uh, who knows who she was going to kill? <laughs> I don't know. I think Mussolini just happened to be there, like had the Pope in there. Who knows? She might have actually put the Pope in. You know, it would have been um, pious. To, okay, Elaine, to Elaine, Elaine Leahy is in Cork. Elaine, you're, you're listening to the arguments for and against of, of the... Uh, of the events that happened. Elaine, your point, please. Uh, yes, I, and like uh, the gentleman ahead of me, I am um, oh, conflicted, yeah. but uh, as far as uh, Violet Gibson being honoured, I don't see any reason why she shouldn't be. Uh, she was against fascism, and there's no doubt that Mussolini was a fascist and did horrific things uh, for those who did not fall in his wake and uh, he was aligned to the Catholic Church at the time. Even, th- even though, remember, originally he was very anti-Catholic Church. Yes, 
yes, I know, but... <laughs> it, was, it was a marriage. He, he was very conveniently aligned to the Catholic Church when he needed to be. But anyway, that, that's another... That, it's another that's tr- uh, that's very true. But what I actually uh, was saying to my husband, if I had a gun and Putin came in my line of sight yeah. and I thought I could get a clear shot at him, I would have no compunction whatsoever but to take him out. To take him out because I think he is an animal who has done wicked, wicked, wicked things. And as far as I'm concerned, I wouldn't care if they threw me in jail afterwards. I don't want a plaque. I couldn't care less as long as I have spared the lives of thousands mm. of people. Uh, so I'm, I know it's But Elaine, 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 when you say that... Yes. I know you mean it. I do. But there isn't a hope in a hell that you can do it. I would, I say it over and over again. Why on earth is somebody who is so wicked allowed Because to he live? has enormous backing. And if, if, if Putin is, what was the phrase you use? If he was, if Putin was killed by you, there'd be someone else to replace him. Would there? I think they might be slow if they thought there was another Elaine coming on stream or Joe or Paddy or whatever. I I do feel, has he the backing? Are they so terrified mm. of him uh, in Russia that they're afraid to uh, come out against well, him? Then, well, then, like you, you're, you're saying this, that you would... <sighs> love to do something to Putin knowing that you that there isn't a possibility ever of you doing anything to Putin I wish there was are you out are you out at Orwell Road trying to get <laughs> No, I wish I... Well, why aren't you? Well, why don't... In, no, sorry, OK, sorry. Sorry, I'm in Cork. And okay. unfortunately, I'm not in a position... I'm, I'm, okay, uh, I'm an elderly lady oh, okay, or okay. whatever, woman, I suppose. Yeah. And uh, it would not be okay, I understand easy that. for me. But I did but in Elaine, the past. Elaine, let me put it another way. If the assassination of Putin would change world history and save so many lives, which is the argument that people are putting forward for Mussolini, yes. uh, being being the attempted assassination by Violet. Um, why wouldn't um, America do it, or NATO do it, or China do it, or... China certainly won't do it. Well, they might. Well, China, China looks after their own interests. They do. And if they think Putin is stepping on their interests, they... And look, 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 the, look what they did at that oh, sham sorry. of a conference that was the, every five years that happened in Beijing over the last yes. few weeks. And, yeah. And anyway. The other countries won't do it because they're afraid of nuclear war if they do it. That's what they're afraid of. If they could take him out, I'd say, as they took out bin Laden long ago, they might very well do it, you know. Uh, I don't know. But anyway, I, I, you know, I... That's my feeling. Uh, Mussolini and that poor young lady, Violet Gibson, who they put into a mental institution, I think that was untold horrific Mm. for that young lady. And as far as a plaque for her is concerned, I'd love to be there at the Mm. unveiling, only it's already done. And uh, I think she did what she thought was right. She was against fascism. She could see maybe down the line, maybe she was more clever than uh, an awful lot of the politicians. And certainly then Mm. our own government who sent, you know, oh God, commiserations with Mussolini. Would they have done it afterwards? I don't know. Uh, After he he became so uh, violent Mm. against uh, the Jews. Now my point, you see, my my point about Orwell Road, we have a Russian embassy in Ireland. Yes. And if people want to protest, yes, there there are non-violent ways of protesting. I know that, and I used to do that when I lived in Dublin. Okay. I did that before outside the American em- embassy, and I I have done that. And I am not, believe it or not, I am not a violent person at of course, all. Yeah, yeah. But 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 when it comes to this horrific, horrific war, this horrific war that's allowed to go on and on and on and on. I just can't understand. I'd risk nuclear war, uh, you know, because 
uh, that man is out of his head. He's totally mad. And he'll say, so are you. But I don't think mm. I am. But I, I, I think he's totally mad. And I would do, I was going to say he was an animal, but that would do mm. animals a disservice as far as I'm concerned. Sorry, Joe, I'm, I'm ranting on. No, I understand people's upset about, obviously, genuine upset about uh, the invasion, and it's happening in and many the, many of the points of people listen back to the program. Many of the issues of nineteen twenty six about yeah. Europe being in turmoil and and the rise of right wing parties could be said. Yeah. It could be said yeah. today. Okay, Elaine, kind kind personal regards. That's Elaine Leahy in uh, Cork, and back after this break. Talk to Joe on oh eight one eight seven one five eight one five. Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. Kevin Daly, we're talking about Violet Gibson in 1926. She tried to um, assassinate Mussolini and last week a plaque, a plaque was uh, erected publicly in her honour outside the house, number 12, Marion Square in Dublin, where she was born. Now, we mentioned the fact that she was subsequently incarcerated in a mental hospital. Um, and uh, Kevin, you have a connection with one of the nurses who looked That's after right. Violet in, a, in the mental yeah, hospital. Yeah, go, yeah. go ahead, Kevin. My, my wife's mother looked after Violet Gibson in the mental hospital in England. Wow. Uh, uh, and said, in, and my wife's mother, um, when her husband died, came to live with me and lived with me for 14 years. Okay. So conversations about different things came up from time to time. And right. she said, there was nothing psychiatrically wrong with Violet Gibson. Okay. And she, she wrote copious letters to different people and to different organisations. Oh, that's right. She was Look, she, seeking her release. Yes. Yeah, yes, sorry, correct. sorry. Yeah. And also, um, when Violet Gibson was in the psychiatric hospital, she was a special, which meant that she had a psychiatric nurse with her 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Wow. Uh, and, and what she, else? Well, tell me, what else did her mother-in-law, no, well, your mother-in-law say? To, no, but to start at, 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 uh, from the legal point of view... Okay. Uh, Churchill would have come to an agreement with um, Mussolini's people that he would take her back to England. He would guarantee them that she wouldn't be released. And the only way that he could do that was putting her into a psychiatric hospital. But if you were put into a prison, you would be entitled to parole and independent people would be entitled to decide whether you were fit to mm-hmm. go out or not. But she would have, surely she, she, she would have been uh, either in the short term or the long term um, if she had not been repatriated to uh, England, she would have died in Italy. Yeah, she would have, correct. Not, correct. not, not by but, her own but hand. I, but by I, the I hand. would imagine, because of her, 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 her status in society, I do feel that probably the English and uh, her people wanted her back in either England or Ireland, mm-hmm. you know. And did your uh, mother-in-law, did your mother-in-law like her, Kevin, like Violet? Oh, she Gip- did. Oh, she did, yeah. She said she was a very pleasant lady, nice lady to speak to. And because when you were special, remember, you were on a full shift with one person. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Re- relieved relieved uh, every three or four hours. But I mean, uh, you were with the person more or less all day. You, you were responsible and she was responsible. For and how long, how long did your mother-in-law uh, work she, with Violet? Well... I don't know that, but I mean, she was working in the psychiatric hospital from around 19, late 1936, and she just came back to Ireland just before the war broke out in September 1939. Okay. And Violet was in the hospital, and Violet died in 1956. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And did she say anything else about Violet? She wrote a slew of letters to any, to politicians, to... Um, to various people, to try and campaign for her release, but... That's right. That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. Now, I don't know any of the details, Joe, because you know the way across a dinner table, you're just having a chat about things. You don't think it's going to come mm-hmm. up on live line 20, 20 or 25 know, years know, later. I know, I know, I <laughs> know. Well, that's, that's the and, and I didn't expect when we were talking about it, when, when Dennis and various other people contacted us, I didn't think that we'd, we'd be talking to somebody whose mother-in-law looked after Violet Gibson when she was in the mental hospital. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. Uh, my mother-in-law uh, died in, in uh, 2003 at the age of 93. So, like, I mean, the, the, uh, the span of time, like, stretches right back, if you know mm-hmm. what I mean, you know, uh, uh, to cover all that time and area. And uh, uh, 
my mother-in-law, um, her husband had been a politician, a county councillor down in Roscommon. So there would have been a fair amount of political talk and all of that. They would have followed all the events yeah, of, of course, the day. And course, yeah. all situations like that would have been interesting to them, you know. Okay. And remember, there, and there, there's, uh, some, well, main, mainly propelled by Siobhan Lynham, in fairness, there's a book. There's that's a documentary right, on right. the Doc on One website. I think, I've been looking for it there during the break, I can't find it, but I'm almost sure it's there. It's called yeah. The Irish Woman Who Shot Mussolini. It's a fine, fine. Yeah. It began as a, a, in fairness to Siobhan, she began her campaign to, to uh, highlight Violet's story on a radio documentary. Then it became a television programme. I think then it became a book, which is, which is, which was a, uh, Great and well worth well worth uh, looking at. Um, thanks indeed, Kevin. Thanks indeed, yeah. Kevin. Okay, and thank you. Uh, Ma- Mary, Mary, good afternoon. Hello, Joe. How oh, are good. you? Good. Your, your point, please, Mary. Um, Joe, I just kind of wanted to say that I worked in a psychiatric hospital for three months during my training as a general nurse. Okay. It would have been in the seventies. Like you. And uh, it would have been in a locked ward with chronic patients who had been their female patients for maybe 20, 30 years. And some of them had ended up in that ward because um, they had done something, you know, in their past. It didn't mean that they had a psychiatric illness. Yeah, I know, illness. I know, I know. And uh, one particular person that, um, quite a few, but one in particular had been um, committed there by her husband, having uh, had a baby, and oh unfortunately had a bit of a breakdown following it. But that couldn't happen today. No, thank God. But, like, she was left there for 30 years. And I used to talk to her, and I asked her, would she be able to live mm-hmm. outside in the world? And she said no, that she felt she was completely institutionalised. She couldn't cope. Now, she was in a ward with maybe 30 other women. Two big rows of beds, if you can imagine, one huge yeah, big yeah, room. Yeah. Um, it was very upsetting yeah. to have worked there in that time. Um, and unfortunately, there was quite a few people just like her who never came out. Yeah. They died there. And people need to say, you know? even in justice today, people Sorry, need to... I can't hear you, Joe. No, even in justice, I'm just thinking of today, because you have a memory of St. Edith's, other of psychiatric hospitals. Sorry. Psychiatric yeah, hospitals, yeah. Yeah, not St. Edith's. And other no, people, other people no. have as well. It's in a, it's in our recent past. Yeah. It is in our recent past. Yeah, Okay, yeah. I, I need to get an okay, outbreak, Mary. Joe. Good to meet you, Margaret. Back. Yes, sorry, you just what? You're grand. Bye. Your point well made. Thanks, Mary. Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. Joe Duffy! Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. If you're on Twitter, if you look at Joe, at Joe Liveline Twitter, I've just tweeted the connect the uh, link to that. Uh, it's a superb radio documentary about uh, Violet Gibson, and I've also uh, tweeted a link and at Joe Liveline to uh, a superb piece by Frank McNally in his own uh, Irishman's Diary, Irish Times, in his own inimitable, very readable way, talks about uh, Violet Gibson. It was on the occasion of the 90th anniversary of uh, the attempted assassination of uh, Mussolini. Edward Cummins, Edward. How are you, Joe? Just listen to your show. And uh, I said he would be in favour of this plaque. Because history has decided that, like history is, is eventually will decide everything. We look back and we'll see with, with, with mm-hmm. more enlightened eyes, oh, with all the facts. And I mean, she was incredibly brave. Yeah, but a lot, but, but Edward, a, a, a lot of history. If had been successful, yeah. we don't know whether maybe would have been another tyrant come up. But yeah. we know for sure that history would have been different, and a, a lot of people who are who would have died mm. at that time wouldn't have died. And history has decided this woman is to be commemorated, yeah. and. Not to, not to labour this point too much, but there, there was a group of people who would have been seen as uh, tyrants at the time or terrorists and who would have uh, sent letter mm-hmm. bombs and blown up buildings and set buildings on fire and chained themselves and disrupted sport events. And these were called the suffragettes. At the time, they were, they were seen as, you know, really, they weren't, weren't supported at all. The women's worst place was in the kitchen or raising children. These were forerunners. We look at them now and we see, uh, you know, how brave they were and how, against all odds, 
they stood up and fought for what they believed. Mm-hmm. A lot of people didn't believe it at the time. You know, at the time, uh, there was a... The, the, the women weren't even allowed to vote, they weren't allowed to uh, shocking, walk, shocking. they weren't allowed to own land. And these mm-hmm. women stood up and fought for this. And they, they did some really terrible things, Joe. Well, they may... But, but they did but it for the, their cause. Yeah, but Edward... Edward the tra- women were brave, they were foreigners, they were pioneers. But at the time, not so. And the same, what we had this discussion last week about climate change people, what they're doing. They're, they have a cause, they have a belief. A lot of people think they should be thrown into prison, the key could, could be uh, thrown away. But history will decide that, Joe. You know, history, we could look no, back at Ed, 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 Edward, Edward, I, I think I, we should have been yeah, doing okay. more proactive. We should have been supporting history, these people. History, history we, we think, is a matter of fact. But history still is a matter of opinion as well. Well, well it's like science, Joe. Science is not a matter no, of science, fact. No, science it's is based on facts. Science you need to make the best no, decision you can make. The most real, what we're saying is, history has decided, and I agree with it, that this woman was, was brave in what she okay. tried to do. She saw something, as someone, one of your contributors said, maybe she saw something that we didn't see. Okay. She so, was more enlightened. So, so you, 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 agree, you agree on both points. One, uh, she was correct, and two, the plaque is correct. Teresa Mayo, Teresa, finally your point, please. Sorry for holding you. Oh, Joe. Well, Joe, I had a hot flush at the beginning of the programme listening to these two men when I had the okay. poor woman. But I'm telling you, I, was, I am so passionate about Violet uh, Gibson. Okay. Joe, and I know I'm Bell and Air County Mayor, I'm 77 years of age. And if I had been there, Joe, I swear to you, I'd have helped her. Why? Kill Mussolini, Mussolini. I would have. Um, and, 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 and she wasn't mental, Joe. She was thrown into that place for all those years. Yeah. That all I'm telling you, I loved that woman and what she did, because maybe she would have prevented all those people being killed. Maybe she had an insight into what was going to happen. Joe, I'm just an ordinary person. She was well-educated. I'm not. And Joe, I'm so passionate. I had a half flush listening to those at 77, listening to those two men. But you also say, and I don't, I don't even know what I'm going to read it, because it's been mentioned already, if you had a gun, I'd try to kill Putin. I would do that, Joe, if I had a Scud missile and he was just on his own and, and, I, and I'm 77, Joe, I'd get him, I'm telling you now, for what he's doing to those people. Okay. I would. Okay. The last woman, the last lady that was on, I, had the, I feel the same as that. Okay. I do really do, Joe. And okay. what she did, I, 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 she's up there looking down on us and I would have helped her, I'm telling you that now. Okay, Teresa. Uh, I really and, uh, would, Joe. Okay, uh, Theresa, thanks indeed. That's Theresa Mayo finishing today. Looking at that screen, uh, there's a lot more uh, in the various arguments that are raised by this whole thing and a lot of them very relevant to our own history and indeed a lot of them very relevant to today. A very animated discussion and uh, I tweeted those links to the Doc on One and also I'm sure the TG Cahar documentary is still available on there, brilliant player and a, a couple of other articles as well and that show live. Harry Books of Sound, Jane Galvin, the BCO, Fergus Sweeney, producer Ray Darcy next. 0818 715 815 stays open until 3.15pm or email joe at rte.ie.